Welcome to Kava and Kettlebells, where we talk about kava, fitness, and life. Let's get kava-fied. What's up, guys? This is Charles with Kava and Kettlebells. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Thank you again for tuning in for another episode. Again, if you haven't already, please rate or review us. Share with your friends and family, and let's get started. So on today's episode, we are going to review four kavas, and then we are also going to talk about the difference between stretching, what's best for warm-up versus cool-down, and then the difference between mobility and flexibility. So let's go to the kava reviews. All righty, what everyone wants to hear. Okay, so today we have Fiji Vanua is the brand. Again, that is Fiji Vanua. That's spelled V-A-N-U-A. And this is a pretty popular brand, I would say, across some. So on Reddit, uh, Kava forums, they're talked about a lot. Also on Amazon, they just started carrying their products on there. So if you are an Amazon uh, fiend like we are, you can definitely find them. who isn't. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But... Um, huge shout out to Fiji Vanua again. They sent us four different kavas to review, so that's why I've had a bit of a time between our last episode because we have been um, testing all four of these kavas, and we just finished up yesterday testing the last one, and we are excited to give you guys a review. So as far as the kavas they sent us, they sent us Old Roots, they sent us um, Malo Tonga. And the last two were the Santa Cruz and the Vanuatu strain. So again, all four of those, we got the Old Roots, we got the Malo Tonga, we have the Vanuatu, and the Santa Cruz. Now, we tried all these separately, and I have to say, overall, like, all four of them, definitely impressed. Yeah, and we really like this company. We've tried them before. They sent us these kavas, so they, they have really good kava really good quality and one thing i like about this company too if you go to their website and that's just www.fijivanuakava.com i like that they have lab tests up yeah. there their kava. so they actually test their kava um again it's not like i won't buy a kava just because they don't have a lab test but it is nice to see brands being like very transparent and have yeah. lab tests up there for the kava um, so if that's something important to you, definitely go check out the website. They have the um, uh, certificate of analysis up there uh, for all their kavas. So. And again, that shows you exactly what you're getting, so you know exactly what you know kava lactones are in that kava and what you're getting out of it. Yeah, and also I do like the packaging this brand does. So they have these like very um, sort of uh, I want to say like. Um, uh, kind of in your face. Uh, They're like yellow bags just with black writing and like a little bit of black sort of tribal designs on the side. Yeah, so it's kind of like unique. kind of sticks out. Again, it's not like in your face, but when I see their brand, I can definitely like pull it out and recognize yeah. it uh, as opposed to others. So very recognizable yellow bags um but clean like they're clean they're not overwhelming they're just, yeah they're nice but cool design um for the bags and again their website very easy to navigate and again i like having the uh, laptops up there but let's get into the reviews all yeah. right so the first one we tried was the old roots 
And per their website, the Old Roots was supposed to be kind of one of their stronger cavas, kind of more for, um, I would say, the uh, heavy side, right? And why we tried it, um, based upon the um, what the website was saying, we tried it in the evening. And this one was interesting. Um, it took a bit to hit. Yeah, it did. At first, you know, I think we drank maybe more because it wasn't quite hitting. Yeah, it wasn't hitting like as quickly as some others. No, so I, I would probably say three shells in. Yeah. That's when I started hitting. But when it did hit, it hit. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was definitely like an in your face kava when the effects did come in. Uh, very, very, very strong kava. So the, the body effects were definitely there. And, um, I want to say it was like a, a heady kava, like in the fact that like, it was like very euphoric cause it was more, this sounds like an oxymoron, but it was a very, very relaxing kava. But personally, I actually had trouble sleeping that night. Yeah, and I did as well. So it did make us feel very relaxed. It felt very good. Like, it felt very good. We Again, we drank it closer in the evening, closer to bedtime, because we were expecting it to be more heavy. And we weren't, like, you know, super euphoric. So it did feel more heavy. Like, it, it wasn't like 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 a sociable kava, yes, I would say. yeah. It was definitely like, uh, drink it, chill out on the couch. But... I, I was just a little thrown off because the effects were making me feel like I was going to have a really good sleep, and I ended up not having a good yeah, sleep. Yeah, so. we, we both didn't have a good sleep, and it's hard to say if that was because of the kava. It could have been totally from something else, but just something to point out that we did both have a little bit of a harder time sleeping, so maybe take it earlier, not quite so close to bedtime. Yeah, like an afternoon. Yeah, like an afternoon, but it did. It felt good. Um, great, you know, we just relaxed and we're able to just be like peaceful. And so it was nice, but then we just had a little bit of a hard time sleeping. Yeah. So speaking of kind of like daytime kava, so the next one, uh, is the Malo Tonga and that one, we actually finished up yesterday. We used that one and we started drinking that earlier in the afternoon, I'd say around 3 PM. Yeah. And that one, I, uh, it was definitely a lighter kava in the sense that it didn't make you feel really sedated, super body, relaxed. Um, definitely more of a daytime kava. Yeah. For sure. It, it a little more you, sociable. It was good. Like, it felt good. It wasn't... It was just, like, a really good balance to still be super functional, but, like, feel good and feel happy. So we actually took it before we went and did a family photo session. So let's be honest. Who's done a family photo session with little kids? Yeah, the stressful. pictures may look like sunshine and roses, but let's, <laughs> if you're a photographer or if you're a family and you've been through it, you know, you've seen those pictures of like, this is what the photo looks like. This is, this is what happened. Lots of bribing, lots of yelling, lots of shut up, stop doing that. Get back here. Smile, smile normal. And so we just wanted to be, pretend you're happy. Good smile. Yes, or we yell to our youngest. We're like, laugh, smile, laugh, smile. Cause she's in that awkward stage where all her smiles look super fake and and torturous but, <laughs> but yeah so the the molotonga was definitely a good kava to uh you know drink during the day still be functional again it wasn't like the type of kava that like hits you and you feel like you gotta go chill on the couch or you feel too sedated to really kind of be social um so the molotonga definitely i would use again for a early afternoon daytime kava where i still want to go out and do stuff still want to be sociable yeah. 
but still had that edge taken off. Yes, it was definitely relaxing, took the stress off a little bit, and made our photos much more enjoyable. <laughs> yes. All right, so the last two, definitely our favorite. So the Santa Cruz and the Vanuatu, I want to kind of lump them in together because they were very similar in their effects. So very, very both uh, strong kavas. So when we mix both those up, the um, Santa Cruz and the Vanuatu, both of them had quick effects. I would say probably after, I'd say after like the first shell. Yeah, so, feel it. so the Vanuatu for sure. I remember finishing one shell and I was like, oh, I feel it. And I personally, like, I think we both did, just slept, slept super great. good on, after on that. both of those. Yes, yeah. So both the Santa Cruz and the Vanuatu, I slept amazing. Um, and I really like, so the Santa Cruz is a Solomon blend, and that's one of my favorite blends as far as, like, taste. I feel like it tastes not as like gross better. and earthy as some of the others. It still is, but... Um, so I definitely like the taste of the, the, the Santa Cruz. And then for me, the Vanuatu, I think, was my favorite, just the way that it hit, because it hit you a lot harder, and, you know, I felt a little, like, giggly and happy, and then I slept really good. Yeah, and I would say both the Vanuatu and the Santa Cruz, they were heavier cabos, but it was kind of nice because the initial kick, since it did kind of hit kind of fast, it did have that sort of, like, initial, like, euphoria, it was nice because then it subsided and it actually allowed you to sleep. Yes, yeah. And another thing with some kavas that I notice is, because it is, it has, you know, the diuretic effect. And so I'll notice, like, in the middle of the night, I'll wake up a few times having to pee. And that is one that I didn't. Like, I just slept through the night completely. I do definitely try and get as much pee out throughout the night before I go to bed. Um, but I never had to wake up and go pee in the middle of the night, which is also fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, guys, I mean, I would hands down recommend this brand. Again, they are um, they're on Amazon, so they do have uh, some strains available there. Also, their website. Give them a follow on Instagram, too. Um, I know they're fairly active on there. But kind of going back, quick overview. Old Roots, uh, very, very strong. I would say probably keep it early afternoon to the daytime. The Malatanga, a great light kava for... Being functional, um, I would definitely probably lean towards that if I was like maybe having like a social event or before we were out to go, you know, yeah, like a like barbecue, a party or like, like that. if you're doing like a more daytime or early evening, like barbecue, hangout, something like that. Yeah, for sure. And then the uh, the Vanuatu and the Santa Cruz would highly recommend if you are sensitive uh, to cabos when it comes to sleep to actually use those to help you sleep um, and kind of gear them more towards an evening nighttime session yeah all right so let's get into some of the sort of stretching and mobility so i posted something the other day too i was doing like a 90 90 stretch i was doing it for a client making them a video and then it was kind of a reminder to me that i don't do it enough myself and that i don't stretch enough i don't do enough like mobility work so we just thought it would be cool to like talk to you guys about the importance of stretching the differences and mobility so there's two different types of stretching. There's dynamic or active stretching, and then there's static stretching. So static stretching is when you're just holding a pose for like 30 to 45 seconds. You really shouldn't do more than 45 seconds. You can overstretch. Um, I always recommend around 30 seconds. I think that's good. And then there's dynamic or active stretching, which is more like moving. 
And so you will see a lot of people doing static stretching for warm-ups, but I really don't recommend that. You can actually injure yourself. You can be more prone to injury doing that. So we'll sort of talk about the difference. Yeah. So, all right. So going back to that, so let's talk about like, you know, preparing for your workout. So could you give some examples and maybe some of those like dynamic stretchings? Let's yeah. Say for, so let's I, with, like leg day. So I always recommend like dynamic moving stretches. So things like arm circles or high knees or uh, Frankenstein walks, things like that, where your muscles are moving. The whole point of a warm up is to wake your muscles up, to get blood flowing to them and to wake them up and tell them to move. But when you, so, you know, doing arm circles, moving those arms, moving those legs, not doing something intense though, or even using the same weights. So for example, on like back and bicep day, I warm up I can curl 20 pounds and do bent over rows with 20 pounds for dumbbells. So I will warm up with like 10 pounds or seven pounds doing curls, doing um, the same exercises, but a much lower weight just to sort of move those and muscles. What, what kind of like pace for like the warm up are you doing? I do a fast pace for the warm up to, um, if it's a lower weight to just like, again, get the blood moving for those muscles. And, um, but I mean a control, I mean, it's really, no, I just use kind of the, the same pace. Yeah. It's just like a controlled pace. Now moving the muscles. I know some people really like to do cardio before they lift. Sure. Yeah. Would you recommend like a light cardio session before lifting? Yeah. Like I'll recommend that. I'll prescribe that or give that to my clients. Like go walk on the treadmill for five minutes. Again, just moving your body waking it up, getting the blood flowing to your muscles. But if you don't have time, you don't have to do that. Some people are super into that. I would not do a long cardio though, just like five, 10 minutes, warm up, nothing intense. Yeah. And then save like a a long cardio for after your lifting session. But static stretching, you'll see a lot of people do static stretching. And I always cringe because you're always told, you know, oh, you got to loosen up the joints. And while it does like loosen them up a little bit, what it does is the opposing muscles are under such high tension that it constricts the the blood, the capillaries and the blood flow. So essentially you're telling your muscles to stop working and you're restricting that blood flow and you're telling them to cool down, which is why you should do it as a cool down. So you want to stretch them, um, but then you want to go into moving. So that's why I would never recommend doing like pulling your arm across your sh- you know, your chest and doing a shoulder stretch, I would recommend doing like arm circles to loosen up those shoulders, get the blood moving, um, and then save the static stretches for your cool down. Okay. So that makes sense. So like for your static stretching, save that more for the cool down. And I guess like if you could give someone kind of idea, like how much time should they spend like on that cool down doing static stretching? Is it it's really, everyone is different. I mean, ideally, I think you should spend a good, you know, like, it depends what, what body parts you're working out, but I think you should spend, you know, like five, five to 10 minutes. You don't want to overstretch though. It really just depends on how many stretches you're doing. About 30 seconds per stretch is what I would recommend per side. And then if you do want to do static stretches to warm up, if that just feels good for you, that's fine, but do that first and then do an active warm up after. Like do some of that static stretching, then do some arm circles, Frankenstein walks, high knees, jog in place, whatever. Like move those muscles, keep them moving to tell them, okay, we're going to move, we're going to do a strength training session. Okay, cool. So takeaways with that before you go into like your lifting or whatever it is you're doing that day, 
kind of focus more like the dynamic stretching, uh, maybe potentially, you know, throw a little cardio in there, make a quick, you know, incline walk on the treadmill if it's like leg day. That's the person for a stair stepper for leg day. Yeah, what I like to do before my leg day is typically um, if I'm uh, if I'm at the gym, I'll do maybe like a light walk on the treadmill and incline or a stair stepper. Um, or if I'm at home working out, I'll go outside and I'll just kind of do like a walk around the block. And even like with that too, I'll especially for like legs, I like to kind of do some like deep lunges, body weight lunges to yeah. kind of get stretched out. Again, it's kind of more of that dynamic stretching. Um, and so for Post-workout, focus more on the static stretching. Again, kind of focus what, 30, 45 seconds per muscle you're doing, static stretching. Uh, now, about what about, like, during the workout? What kind of stretching would you recommend? Yeah, I mean, I just recommend, like, moving your arms. I would, nothing necessarily specific, but just, like, moving your arms. Like, you know, move them around, sort of grab your back, do those arm circles. I do arm circles between, like, my shoulder presses. You guys can't see right now, but I'm, like, moving my arms and stretching right now explaining this uh, but just moving like keeping those especially you need to rest between your sets but you don't want to just you don't want your body to think okay i'm done so just like keeping those arms doing some you know shoulder shrugs and going back to the warm-up as well just doing the same motion that you're going to be doing in your workout but with no weight so warming them up preparing them to lift that weight is just kind of the goal yeah, well, I could do um, during my workout, and um, kind of like what Heidi's saying, I like to kind of keep somewhat moving during my rest periods. But let's say, for instance, if I'm doing uh, like a like a heavy compound movement like squats, so like I'm doing heavy sets of squats. Between those sets, what I'll probably do is I might do again like some light body weight lunges, or I might do some air squats. Um, sometimes I would just do like standing calf raises just to yes, kind of keep moving raises. a little bit. Uh, not just, yeah, you know, avoid just sitting there, um, you know, unless I'm like completely zonked out from a hard set of squats. Or you'll, you'll see some people at the gym, which kind of annoys me, but I totally get what they're doing and I respect it. Who'll just kind of walk around, uh, like, so in between sets, he'll just sort of walk the floor and that's fine too. Like just keep moving. You just don't want to stop. You don't want your body to think, okay, I'm done. You want to keep moving. You want to let your body know the workout's not over. Yeah. Sweet. All right, so let's talk about mobility versus flexibility. That's something that they're similar, and flexibility is part of mobility, but they're very different. So people use mobility just as flexibility, but they're a little bit different. So flexibility is essentially like the range of motion that you can do in a certain plane without having pain. Now, mobility is essentially the mobility of a joint and it determines the maximum range of motion the joint can move through without injury. So I know they sound like pretty much the same, but basically mobility is essentially the range of motion, the flexibility that you can do, the range of motion of an exercise while carrying a load. So being able to lift that load properly without injuring yourself through that full range of motion. So hopefully that makes sense. So for example, like a squat drives me nuts. Like a squat, you should be able to go as deep as you can. Ideally, you should have like astagrass. That's, you know, a full range of ideal motion or at least making 90 degrees. I can't stand when I see people at the gym. Charles will even be working out at the gym and I'll just look at him and he knows. He knows what I'm thinking. When they have the barbell loaded so heavy and then they barely, they can barely go down in the squat. They can't even break 90. And it's like, you're not, you're not actually doing the squat. 
And if you were to actually go down that squat, you would definitely hurt yourself because you don't have the mobility to get down in that squat. So people think, you know, just let me just keep adding weight to the bar. That will help me get lower, help me go deeper, but it won't. What's going to help you go deeper is practicing that mobility. And that's something that I feel like is kind of frowned upon sometimes by like strength trainers. They don't want to do that mobility because you're not lifting weight. It's seen as like, oh, just practicing your flexibility. But it's super important. Like if you want to get deeper in a squat, if you want to lift heavier in a deep squat, you need to do that 90-90 stretch. Do the ass to grass where you're just hanging out, rocking back and forth, hold a weight while you do it, rock back and forth, forward and back, side to side. And that's going to help you with, you know, carrying that heavy load and actually going deep in that squat. And I'll say too, mobility and flexibility are actually tied to like longevity. Um, so we're, we're biased in the fact that like we, you know, uh, lifting is one of the best things for anti-aging. It is and like, it's the only proven thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, if you aren't resistance training, um, you need to, I get it. Like if you're really into cardio or if, you know, weights aren't your thing and you don't want to be the gym all the time, you know, like being the meathead, but you still need some type of resistance training. Yeah. Uh, even, that's one of the best forms of exercise. It is even, even like for your bones, resistance training is the only scientifically proven thing to reverse osteoporosis and osteopenia. The only thing there's no medicine. There's nothing, no amount of vitamin D that you take or calcium supplements, nothing. Resistance training is the only thing that is proven to strengthen your bones and reverse osteoporosis. And it's just so good. Even if you just do 20 minutes a day for like two to three days a week, you're going to see results. Like you're going to see benefits. Yeah. And so with that, like longevity of resistance training, I think a big piece of that is being able to maintain that flexibility and that mobility to actually allow you to keep lifting into your um you know senior years and that, i mean that's something right now too like i mean Heidi and i are both in our earlier 30s and even looking back into my 20s when i was training i definitely neglected mobility and flexibility and you know as you get older especially when it comes to like your training you get smarter right and you try to implement more of these things and that's definitely something that i've been trying to implement more is mobility um you know and knock on wood luckily i i haven't ever been seriously injured lifting and I do think that's you know a, a piece of me you know just being careful with the weight I do but especially now getting to my mid-30s and especially you know thinking about this next decade of training that's going to take me to you know my, my mid-40s um, I definitely need to f- focus more on that mobility and flexibility just so I can keep you know, my, my joints good, uh, yeah. my form, all that kind of stuff. And I think it's important too. I think people want to sort of show off in the gym. Oh, I can lift this much weight. But again, it's not like no one cares. Like it's, if that's like when your goal and you're trying to be stronger and lift weight, like that's great. Like I'm not saying that shouldn't be a goal, but if you're going to be lifting heavier, you need to make sure you're doing the full range of motion so you can stay safe so that you can safely lift that load and not just try and show off like, oh, I can put this many plates on the bar. Because if you put that many plates on the bar, but then you don't actually do the exercise, you just look dumb. And I will make fun of you. Because again, you're gonna hurt yourself. You're gonna injure yourself and you wanna stay safe and you want your body to, like Charles said, to have that longevity 
long term you don't want to injure yourself and you want to be able i want to be able to lift this way well into my you know 60s 70s 80s like i'm serious and you can't do that if you hurt yourself and one thing i like to do also and obviously if you're in the gym and you have time like throw your stretching or mobility work in there but um who's to say that you know you work out in the morning that evening at home you can't stretch out I mean, uh, we're, we're kind of lucky in the fact that in our house, we actually have a home gym and we have like stuff like bands in there and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of times what I'll do is, you know, like let's say I worked out in the morning that evening, I'll kind of go back in the gym and let's say like, you know, I, I worked, uh, you know, like my biceps out there or something like that. I'll go in there and kind of like, you know, just kind of stretch a little bit or I'll grab one of the bands and kind of do a quick set of just like curls, just kind of like get blood back in that muscle yeah. and stretch it out. So all your stretching doesn't have to be done in one session. Like when you actually go to the gym, work out, right. especially if you're, you're strapped for time, right? Like I get it. You want to get like your workout in. So it's okay to break it up. Maybe that evening or later that day, you're at the office, whatever, you get a 10 minute break, go stretch. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think that's important and do more of that mobility work. Don't always be focused on, I know it's can be an ego thing, but don't always be focused on, well, I know I can lift this much, so I have to lift this much. If people don't see me lifting this much, then they're going to think that I can't lift this much. You can still do stuff, you know, like do squats with just the bar and go down as far as you can and hold it for five seconds and come back up. You know, do things that help your range of motion, help that flexibility, help that mobility, not just trying to lift heavy loads. Like it's more, you're going to see more benefits by switching things up than just trying to like increase your weight over and over again. What you could do too is, you know, have a few shells of kava, get, get yeah. the body <laughs> loosened up, a nice heavy kava that's going to be body relaxing, then go and, you know, uh, do some stretching, get the foam roller out. Maybe do a Zumba class, you know, mix it up a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully um, you guys enjoyed today's episode. Uh, again, huge thank you to Fiji Vanua for sending out those samples. We got Old Roots, got the Vanua too. We got the Malo Tonga, and we have the um, Santa Cruz. All great kavas. I would highly recommend giving them a try. Again, they have a website. You can go on there. You can get their um, uh, lab results showing that they've tested their kava. And also they have uh, a few strains available on Amazon for your shopping. Yeah, so thank you guys again for tuning in. Um, we really appreciate all the support. We're seeing all the listeners grow after every episode, so that's super awesome. Um, if you guys like what you're hearing, please rate or review us. Share us on whatever social media platform you use. Share with your friends and family, and keep tuning in. All right, guys. Thanks. We'll see you later. Thank you.